That's a good way to put it, too. I mean, you worded that really well, saying that I was stuck in my backyard for hours. I mean, that's better than saying my wife wouldn't let me in the house. <laughs> it's just better to say I was on the phone with somebody for several hours instead. Hey, of- <laughs> now. Hey, now. I resemble that remark. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I represent that remark. I'm going to show you how to operate in a spirit. This is Happy Life Studios. This message is for you. This message is for you. This message is singular to you. It's not for anybody else. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to get. It's not hard to understand. Hey. Does the sun set high? Does the sun set high? Welcome to Happy Life Studios. Hey, are you happy? If you're not, then why? If you're not, then why? We're here to help your life be happier. What's up, Happy Lifers? Thanks for joining us today. You are in for a special re- special treat. I almost said special retreat, but that is kind of like a retreat. You and I, it's like a re for us, too. This is my friend, Joe McCarthy. Everyone, welcome, Joe, to Happy Life Studios. Thanks for joining us today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Dude, we knew each other 30 years ago? Yeah, and about 300 pounds ago. (laughs) Right. And we're just talking (laughs) about me right now, not even Joe. We haven't even added his on to the... (laughs) No, that was combined. Combined total people, not one of us. Dude, we went to college (laughs) together. How many years did we have together? One or two years? Two, I think I was on two my, years. Yeah, I was kind of on my way out, and you're on your way in. Luckily for for me, maybe a lucky or unlucky for you, but it took me a while to get out of there. I only lasted there two years anyway. Yeah. You only lasted two years? Well, I, I took care of your two years and then some. I was on the right. family plan where, like, if you graduate <laughs> with your kids, you get financial aid discount, you know? Right. So I was there, you know, I was there longer than than I probably should have been. But they asked me to travel for the school and stuff like that. But Joe, you know, we went to college together and you came with a whole group of boys from Montana that were just, you guys took over the school. We did. That's right. Yeah, our mutual friend, uh, Rick Olson, who had, had done youth camps and conventions for us, uh, we, he was like the Pied Piper. And so a whole bunch of us just he was, man. migrated from Montana, from Billings, Montana, out to Minneapolis. It's crazy because... Joe, I always looked up to you. I always, you were just fun, man. You were just likable. People want to be around you. I want to be around you. I like what you had to offer. Um, and then we graduated. Well, I graduated. You ended up going to a Vanguard down in, yeah. in Southern Cal, right? Which is where you're right. still at, you know? Yeah. Um, I moved out to Seattle where my wife is from. And then I just disappeared from everybody. And I don't know. I didn't do that on purpose. It just kind of naturally happened. And and then I ran into our buddy, like you said, the Pied Piper, Rick Olson, our hero, the guy that really developed a lot of character, developed a lot of style in us. And uh, you had started just recently started a venture with him, right? Yeah. So I hadn't even spoken to Rick for decades and I uh, get this random message on LinkedIn saying, hey, it's Rick Olson. I, your face popped up. Say, how are you doing? And I wasn't even sure if it was just like an automated message or whatever, but I thought, Rick Olson, man. I haven't heard that name in forever. So I, instead of responding online, I just picked up the phone. I'm like, Rickles, is that really you? And this was after COVID had hit. So I was quarantined in my backyard and I paced back and forth in my backyard for the next several hours as we caught up and reminisced and reconnected and kind of picked up where we left off. Uh, a lot of years had passed in between. And now we've been in touch 
once or twice a week ever ever since. That's a good way to put it too. I mean, you worded that really well, saying that I was stuck in my backyard for hours. I mean, that's better than saying my wife wouldn't let me in the house. <laughs> it's just better to say I was on the phone with somebody for several hours instead. Hey of- now, hey now, <laughs> I resemble that remark. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I represent that remark. It was um, actually, I was just out traveling, speaking out there. And all of a sudden they mentioned Joe McCarthy. Remember Joe McCarthy? I'm like, yeah. And they said, you should contact him. I was like, you know what? I really should contact him. And so I was down in LA, you know, and I got a hold of you on Facebook. And then you contacted me. And I thought it was funny because you're like, you said something along the lines of, hey, I'm thinking about doing some podcasting. Could you help me with that? I'm like, could I help you with that? I mean, are you kidding me? I would love to help you with that. Yeah, it was meant to be. Happy Life Studios is, is all about taking people and Everyone has a message. Everyone's voice matters. I learned that at speaking at Camp Daniel, it's a camp for people with disabilities, and everyone has a voice and everyone has something powerful to say. Everyone has something that will change somebody's life around them. So I say life changing, and we always tend to think of this some great, big, huge, famous, big, you know. But honestly, you know, when Jesus showed up on the earth, he took a bunch of guys no one else would pick. And there's a, I mean, all the all the religious leaders back in the day picked all the sh- sharp young boys, right? Well, these guys weren't young boys anymore. A lot of them were older. They're still working with dad. No one picked them. Jesus shows up on the scene, says, follow me. They didn't even know who he was. They're like, I'm in, you know? So he picked a bunch of guys that no one else thought yep. had a voice, right. but he knew better, you know? Yep. Stinky outcast, stinky, cranky fishermen yep. and tax yep. collectors that nobody wanted. I think we still do that to this day. Yep. But the Bible is clear on that. The Bible says if you give special attention to those that have the fame and the fortune, you give them a special spot at the table. Bible says that's not good at all. It also says the type of people that God chooses are the people that no one else would pick, the things that are not. So I always say if God chooses things that are not, then why do we try so hard to be things that are? So God picked a bunch of guys that no one else would pick, and, and he changed the world with them. And so we started Happy Life Studios with the whole purpose of, we want to find people's messages, find people's hearts, and we want to put them out there for them. So not everyone's going to start a podcast. Not everyone's going to start a YouTube page or YouTube channel. And and maybe they their message is one or two videos worth or whatever, but we want to take their message and we want to spread it out there. And I, I shared that concept with you. We want to have Happy Life Studios all over the country. And you replied with... <laughs> I replied with, are you kidding me? We're like twin brothers of different mothers, man. That's what it's all about. Yep. That's my story. It's your story as well, too, Steve. I, I know that now is that we both really sense that we're made with a purpose. We have a message. Uh, we could impact people and the world in a very positive way if we had the opportunity, right? Um, but for reasons, some that we can explain and many that we can't, um, those doors haven't opened or they've, some cases, been slammed in our faces. Um, and I, and what I think one of the things that really resonated with you in our conversation, too, is that um, after a while, you start to really doubt yourself. You're like, well, maybe, maybe I don't have a message. What did I do wrong? Yeah. Right. I, I mean, I've got the, I've got the message. Yeah. I got the skill set. I've got, the, I can do what these other people are doing, and that's not being egotistical. I just, right. I just know what I can do and can't do, and yet I'm not invited to the table. I mean, what's, what am I doing wrong? And you're right. You begin to blame yourself for that. How yeah. did you get past that? Yeah. Well, the self drought creeps in and it starts to color everything, right? And you're thinking. Well, like, for instance, I was telling you, I, I became a director. I got a director level appointment at age 23, I think. Here I am, 55, and I'm still a director. And I'm thinking, something's wrong with this picture, just in the natural progression of things. And if I look around me, I've seen lots of people with 
you know, no more particular skills or no more particular things to offer than I who have been promoted in, in the natural progression. Um, and I'm thinking, you know, I start to look at, did I do something wrong? Do I say something wrong? Do I stink? Do I smell? But yeah. the feedback I'm, feedback I'm getting is I'm a likable guy and I'm intelligent, articulate. You know, I've, I've got some good education, lots of experience. So why do I just keep hitting my head against the wall? Um, but now, now I'm, you know, much older and hopefully a little bit wiser and realize that maybe that was okay. Maybe that was meant to be. Maybe, maybe what I have to say now is much more impactful because of those experiences rather than in spite of them, right? Maybe, maybe my story and your story resonates with a lot of people out there who feel like, man, I thought I was really meant for something more, but nothing ever panned out for me. So maybe not, you know, maybe I missed it or maybe I overestimated my importance or whatever. And I'm saying to myself, to you, Steve-O, and to anybody who's listening, maybe it was just a matter of timing. Maybe, you know, the Bible's very clear that my timing isn't God's timing and my ways aren't his ways. Right. So it also says that he's planned out our days for us. He's got a life that leads us to hope and leads us to happy. And that's what God really wants from us, believe it or not, uh, contrary to uh, some things that we've seen in other people that that supposedly represent God. But he was a, a God that took people's lives and made them better. You know, so there is a timing issue with God. I mean, you can have the perfect baseball swing. Right. I wasn't much of an athlete. You know that I tried to hang out with with guys that were. But, you know, you could have the perfect swing. But if you swing too late or too early, if the timing is off, that ball might go outside the park. But it's outside. the. It's still a foul ball. It's still a strike. You know, so timing is just as important as everything else. That's right. Same with the golf swing. You know, if you turn your head just slightly one direction or another. The ball could go a zillion miles, but end up in the woods or in the lake. Mm -hmm. I like your your concept of, you know, who says maybe it just wasn't wasn't time yet. But. Yeah. All these ideas that, I mean, you're a dreamer, man. You've got all these ideas and I'm listening to you. And I'm going, man, we are brothers from another mother. I mean, I, it's just like, man, dude, I like the direction that, that you're going a ton. And we, we got a lot in common because you two are kind of on the path of you want to help some of these people that just never got a spot at the table. Yeah. You know, I, I've, I've been uh, kind of kicking around ideas for, a book or a TED talk, you know, I'm very ambitious um, and I haven't lost my optimism over the years, even though a lot of the doors have closed. However, um, you know, I've been challenged recently to think, you know, what, what would I talk about? What do I have to say? What do I have to offer? And the one answer that I heard that really made sense to me was, well, what would you tell your younger self? Right. If you could, if you could talk to yourself and yourself was 10 years younger or 20 years younger, what would you tell them that they should have known or they, they would really benefit from knowing back then, but they had to go through all the experiences that you've gone through to get to where you are. So how could you, how could you cut those years down for your own self when you're younger and say, Hey, you know, you know, what would really be helpful for you. Here's what I went through, but you can learn from my mistakes or you can learn from my experiences. So what did you tell yourself then? <laughs> I told myself, what were you thinking? No, <laughs> <laughs> you idiot. What in the world? <laughs> what were you thinking? Come on. Oh man. No, I, I think I'm at the place now where, um, what I would say to my younger self is what we're just talking about is that don't get so anxious about the timing and about the doors closing. And I guess to, I would help myself flip the frame or reframe it, as some people say, uh, to say that even things that look like they're roadblocks or that they're keeping you down or they're holding you back or whatever, maybe that's part of God's plan. And I have to remind myself and I would remind my younger self that, 
you know what? I'm, I'm not big enough or strong enough or smart enough to thwart God's plan for my life. Either he's sovereign or he isn't, right? What does that word mean to someone who might not know what sovereign means? Right, right. What does that word sovereign mean? Yeah, it just means that uh, nothing can thwart his authority, right? His will is going to be done, period. Okay. Uh, the ultimate authority. It's kind of what makes him God, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? and, yeah. And of course, God does give us free will, and that's what gives us a chance to love him and to obey him or not. We get to choose. That's what makes the relationship important and valuable. Right. Um, but ultimately, whatever I choose, I'm finite, and there's no way I can I can uh, thwart an infinite an infinite God. Yeah, I trust Him a lot more. There's some comfort in knowing I don't have to know everything. I don't have to control everything. He controls everything, and He loves me. And he's crazy about me, so I can rest in that or try to learn how to to rest in that. You know. Yeah. One thing I love about uh, Stevo, and I think we have in common, is. Uh, we're not very mainstream, and you'll, you'll probably pick up on this as we go. Um, we're we're outside of the box, not just thinkers, but doers. But all that to say, um, you know, I, I've never fit in necessarily in the mainstream crowd, yeah. even yeah. though I felt like I, I wanted to or that I should or that they were cooler or nicer or better or more fortunate than I. But again, here's what my older self says to my younger self. Fitting in means you're probably not going to make any difference. Because that all that stuff's already being done by lots of other people. As someone else. So, Why do you need to do what someone else is already doing? Yeah. 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 As, as some, I love, I heard this quote recently, Steve, I said, uh, there are no extra bodies in this world. There's no extra people. You, you're, you're intended to be who you are because wow. that's the exact amount of people that are supposed to be here. And you're wired a certain way. You and I are wired similar, but unlike a lot of other people, I mean, Steve and I both would in a second get out in front of a crowd in college and wear a stupid lime green suit, he would. And and I found this old uh, warm-up outfit from the NCBC Chiefs from who knows where they were. We would dress up, man. Blue and white fringe. Just to make people laugh, right? Just to make people laugh. To make people happy, right. No other reason. You and I both, we had no... No reservations at all to make a fool of ourselves if it's going to make somebody else happy. And that's that's something we definitely have in common. And, and not everybody's wired that way, and that's fine. You know, the Bible says that God, God, he says several times, he's like, hey, look, I'm doing something new. Do you not get it? You know, Bible language is, behold, I'm about to do something new. Do you not perceive it? Behold. Yes, right? But he's saying, hey, check it out. I'm doing something new. Something new is always weird, right? Yeah. Weird doesn't right. mean wrong. Right. We don't like new a lot of times. We think because it's weird, it's wrong. That's what new means. It just means you've never done this before. And yeah. sometimes I feel like God always picks people that are out on the fringes when he wants to do something new. Like I said, he picked 12 guys that no one else would pick, but he knew. And he always picks yeah. people that are out on the edge when he wants to do something new. You and I have always, I mean, that's why I dressed up like a nerd in the very first place, that green suit you're talking about. I dress up to make people laugh, but it, it was, there was much deeper to that because my whole life yeah. I was seen as a nerd. I didn't fit in. I never fit in in a high school. Um, and in college, I didn't care anymore. I just started being me. And then the funny part is people started liking me when I didn't yep. care that they you know thought I fit in. But you're right. You were saying that we're just, we're cut from a different cloth, but I think every one of us are cut from a different cloth. I think it was General Patton that said, if everyone is thinking alike, then someone isn't thinking. Yes. You know, God has given us all a different message, a different viewpoint, a different perspective. And it's a combination of those that makes the recipe so delicious, that makes it so good. And yet we're learning now, you know, if if I disagree with you, then I have to unfriend you. I have to label you and call you some extreme name because my way is right. Your way is wrong. I think that's really yeah. what we're doing by, by doing that, just going, I'm 100% right, you're 100% wrong. But I think 
when we can disagree with each other, we'll find the truth in there somewhere, or at least we're going to find love in there. Like, wait a minute, you still like me, but we don't agree. Yep. Yeah, I loved your illustration about the the recipe. If if you only have one ingredient in your recipe, it's not going to taste very good, right? Recipes are fun when you've got spices and when you try something new. And it's the same like, a tapestry or a quilt it's it's in the variations and the colors and the sizes yeah. and the shape that makes yeah. it beautiful and right. we again we have this tendency this natural inclination perhaps it's way deep down in our psyche that if it's different it's scary if it's different it's bad if it's different it's dangerous and that might have worked well when we were cavemen because we were afraid of dying right. but but that doesn't work anymore that's not the way society is anymore um and yet we've become more polarized than ever Every main viewpoint, everything that we have now at one point was considered eccentric. Absolutely. Right? But if we didn't have those eccentric, weird, over-the-edge, kind of not fitting in people, we wouldn't have electricity. Right? Indoor plumbing. Think about that. The first time a guy says, I got an idea, that outhouse out there that stinks to high heaven, I'm going to bring that inside. <laughs> good idea. You're, oh, no, it's going to be a hole, and we're going to, we're going to, water's going to, oh, good idea. So I'm going to do that inside my house. <laughs> what a good idea. When I can't hardly even sit outside in the outhouse. It's called an outhouse for a reason. Every idea that, I can't remember who was at the set, I think it might have been Einstein. I should find that quote, but every viewpoint that we consider normal now at one point was considered eccentric, and we're so grateful for these people that we're not cavemen anymore. That means there's different style people out there that we need to start embracing and start listening to. But I, I feel like we just tend to listen to those few people that <laughs> everyone else makes popular. You know, if they're, if they're fame, if they're popular, Oh, what they say must be true because they're famous or like they're, they're human beings, they're people. Yeah. And they want us to treat them like human beings and like people, you know? So I, I think that to move forward, we got to think a little bit different, think outside the box. And I think, you know, my heart goes out to those people that, that sure. feel that way. And I want to help them. You know, I want to take my age, what I do have. I don't have a whole lot, but I do have a platform. I do have ability. I'm, I'm finding people all over the place. And I'm like, when I see something in them, I said, man, I want to take you. And I want to, I don't care how raw you are. I want to take what you have and I want to spread it because I think the answer to our, to our problems is within us. Yeah. And I just think it needs to be shared. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and to go back to, um, you know, how timing, you know, what what is God's timing? And oftentimes we don't see it until you look back and hindsight is twenty twenty, right? But we now, Steve-O, we live in a time that we didn't even have available to us when you and I were in college. I mean, there weren't iPhones. There were, the Internet hadn't come out yet. Um, uh, we certainly weren't able to make our own broadcast from, you know, the, the comfort of our own home or our office or whatever. And the whole decentralization of information from – a few corporate entities that did the news uh, or whatever, that's all been decentralized to the place where even now, I heard even just recently that major advertisers, instead of sinking their dollars into the mainstream media, now are, they're pulling it out of there and they're putting into the YouTube channels and influencers and everyday people who like you and I have a great message to share. And in fact, it's so great. That instead of people being forced to choose from the channels that are on their TV, they go online and they pick whatever resonates with them that they identify with. And if they don't like it, they just click to the next one. And suddenly the people vote with their clicks. It used to be the people vote with their feet. Now people vote with their clicks and advertisers saying, man, I would much rather be in front of, uh, you know, Joe YouTuber uh, who's got 40 billion followers that really care about what he's doing, even though what he's doing doesn't make sense to me than to go on some major network who might have some political agenda and nobody gives a rip about. Or even Joe YouTuber that has 1,500 subscribers. 
Right. Yeah. Because right. those that have subscribed to Joe YouTuber, they know that Joe YouTuber says, I like these sunglasses. It's going to be way more effective than in front of 10 times amount of people, 100 times amount of people, somebody saying it. But when I'm following you for a reason because I'm connected to you and word of mouth is the best advertisement you can get. So you're exactly yeah. right. You know what it seems like to me? It seems like something that we might want to get in on. Hey, let's do that. <laughs> right? Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it right now. That's exactly what we're going to do. We're doing a yet another venture that we're stepping out of Happy Life Studios. We're going to join Mojo Studios. That's Joe over here. And we want to start finding people that have these outlooks, these perspectives, these maybe weird or maybe off the the next electricity, the next indoor plumbing person. (laughs) We want to find these guys that maybe don't fit on the normal scene of things, but they have something to say. They have a message and we want to broadcast that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I love the fact that now the power is in our hands, Steve-O, right? So we've talked about this a little bit about, to use a metaphor, we felt like there we didn't really have a voice at the table. So the table is the decision makers, the table is people in power and we're good workers and we're very earnest and we're very honest, integrous and for all the reasons that we think maybe we've got something to contribute, but we're never invited into that conversation. Well, now we are in that place where we're not in power and we're not over charge of anybody, but we can now, we can invite people to the table. We can say, Hey, I don't really care so much anymore about what the major influencers say because everybody knows those people and they're all following them. Yeah, exactly. But there's so many people out there like you and I who have a life story, who have a message, who have something important that we're thinking um, that have no platform and could, of course, could never be on TV or never be in the newspapers. But now we can invite them to the table and say, yeah. I want to hear what you have to say. Because you know what? We don't have to be invited to their table. If we're not invited to their table, that's okay. Right. We don't exactly. have to be. We have our yeah. own table. Exactly. And let's just invite people to art the table that we have. I mean, you and I have been around a little while, right? And that's really what Joe and I want to do. Mojo Studios yeah. is going to team up with Happy Life Studios. And we want to invite people to the table. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, we've talked about this at length and we're both super excited about it because the world needs to hear from the everyday underdogs, right? The, the, yes. the average, they don't even know they're superheroes necessarily, but they've got a superpower and either they suppressed it or they've decided they didn't have it or they're just stuck in the phone booth and someone needs to open up the door to let them fly. And I, I want yeah. us to be able to to facilitate that, right? That's what we want to do. Yeah. That's what we want to do. Absolutely. Yeah. That's exactly what we want to do. And I think people will just want to tune in. They'll enjoy the ride because it's going to be everyday underdogs doing the right thing at the right time for the right reason. And that is a superpower all into itself that can change the world. I love that. Change your life. That's what makes you a superhero. Absolutely. Just That's- doing the right thing at the right time for the right reason. Yep. That's easy. That is a superhero. That we can do. Yep. And we can be a yep. superhero somebody. But we see, we tend to think superhero means DC. It means Marvel. It right. means I got to be super cool looking. I've got to be, even they're uncool people in DC and Marvel. Like I can't, I'm trying to think who they might be. The X-Men. But even, like, even the X-Men, right? Even they, their uncoolness is super yeah, cool, they, right? Like the X-Men, even their uncoolness is super cool. Because yeah. Hollywood has a way of even making the, the weird look like it's cool. It's amazing how they can do that, right? Yeah. But Underdog is, you don't see any, I think they put out one movie on Underdog, and I'm not even sure that even hit at all, right? It's not a hit. But right? Underdog, he's just a puppy, man. He's just a... Yeah. Uh, he's regular. So I love that. I love this. This is the journey that we're going to talk about, is the, the journey from... One, recognizing that you do have a superpower and believing it, so and we can give a voice to that to help affirm that. But also going from underdog with a little you 
like where you just feel like the, all the odds are stacked against you. You're the you. underdog. Nobody you, knows. Nobody notices. Right. Yeah. You are the underdog because everything but else is visible and you're invisible, right? To underdog with a big U where you realize, you know what? I might look like a puppy. Uh, I might be small and I may be out of shape. I might have to be wearing glasses or have the, you know, matted fur or whatever. But I can still do the right thing at the right time for the right reason. And now, now I am a, a superpower. Yeah. I am a yeah. superhero. I don't, I don't fit in with the X-Men. I don't fit in with the Marvel or the DC Comics people. And, and God bless them. They're doing a great thing. They're, they're changing the world. Right. But there's, right. They're, still the, they're still the underdogs who can make a huge difference in their life, their family, their community, their tribe. And yep. once, you change, once you change a person, you've begun to change the world. That's how the yep. world is changed one person at a time. It's just a change of attitude. It's just saying, wait a minute, I can change the world and I can still be a puppy. I know I'm a puppy, right. but I don't know yep. puppies change the world. Right. Yeah. Puppies can change the world. So going from a small you to a big you really is simply just embracing that. Wait a minute, I can change the world without being Captain America. I can just right. be an underdog and I can change my world. And that's really what it's about is just changing our worlds. Yes. Right. Helping yeah. the people that are around us and not trying to get on that big table and be invited to the big table anymore. Be at the table that you're at. Yeah. Right. And so I'm super excited, Joe, to do this thing with you. And I'm excited that you're excited about it, too. You're like, let's do this. I'm like, I'm in, man. Yeah. I'm in because, number one, you've got a message already anyway. And I want to get you out there, you know, get your podcast up and running. But it's so excited for us to start some doing some IGTV stuff, doing some videos, doing some podcasting stuff where we invite people to the table. In my opinion, and Steve-O, too, there's two kinds of underdogs. There's those who don't realize they're a superhero and need to just embrace that reality. But then there's those who know they've got something great to give, but they're stuck in the phone booth. You just need someone to open the door, right? So uh, we want to embrace both kinds. We just want to help bring people out of the phone booth, man, because it's easy to get stuck in there when you're by yourself. I think uh, I love the the song Happy Together, which apparently is is the impetus for what you're doing all along. That's how we started Happy Life Studios. You're right. I didn't even know that. Yeah, I didn't know that until our conversation today. But really, there's those those two components, happy and together. Together. They should not be separated. Happy together. So happy together. So I'm glad we're we're working on it together. I agree. I'm happy that we're working on it together. Yeah, that's the truth. It's just better when you're together. The the team is just just way better. And I'm better when I'm around when I'm around somebody else, that's how it works. And that's what we want to do. We want it when we bring people to, to the table, we're bringing people together. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. My new mantra, you know, now that I'm old is that instead of go big or go home, I want to go big, then go home. Home is in heaven. Right on, right on. And you will be happy too. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks. Happy lifer. I hope that helped. Remember, life isn't perfect, but it can't be happy. Steve Ace.